everyone. Hi, welcome to the Friends Apart podcast, your favorite podcast for everything you've heard way too much about the whole week, just from like news and your friend who just got into crypto and like renewable energy and now he's talking about nothing else and you're like... Now you hear it here in a, in a more confusing and less accessible manner. Exactly. And we also, we need to stop talking about fucking crypto. Like, oh, fuck. I've, I've, <laughs> That's I've all just... I got. <laughs> Friends apart. Uh, dude, like, seriously, throughout the last episodes, like, every time, I was like, ah, like, how, how do we avoid crypto? My mind goes... So, Jason, what are technologies that could enrich our lives, like, last week? And naturally, you were like, well, well decentralized finance, probably. Obviously. Like, yeah. I don't know, yeah. improved keyboards, maybe? <laughs> oh, man, shit. Yeah, uh, but anyway, so let's, start up, uh, let's not talk about crypto today. Uh, first of all, the, the most important thing, what are you sipping on today? I heard you got your shot on uh, Friday. Um, yep. You're now all chipped up and uh, you're holding up well? Yeah, I'm doing pretty well. I got my uh, 5G install on Friday. Awesome. Got great service in my basement now. Awesome. Um, um, yeah, it was fine, actually. Like um, My arm got stiff. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's pretty normal for any shot that you get, really. So stop calling nothing... that your arm. Ooh. Uh, Sorry, yeah. They joke. asked if I had any special requests, and I, I said, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, uh, but, but you're feeling but I mean, well." It was, yeah, it was fine. I didn't get it. I didn't have any other issues. Some some people like got intense back pain and and stuff, and other people yeah, just yeah, yeah. like nothing, nothing at all. So it's fine. It's... Feeling good. So what's yeah. your celebratory uh, drink of choice today? Uh, just just a big old stein of beer. Yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. I, I'm not sure what measurement stein is, but it, it sounds very uh, pff, Jewish. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, one stein. It's like yeah. a kippa full of, of beer. <laughs> <laughs> It's a barrel that I fashioned myself. I just cut it in half and then put a handle on it. <laughs> uh, sealed it up with some silicone. You're confusing Jew people with, with uh, Amish again. Oh, Stop fuck. doing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. How about you? Uh, so I'm having the pink drink again. Um, but mm. today I'm drinking it separately. So I have one glass of Schweppes uh, Russian Wild Berry and one glass of vodka on the rocks. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, it sounds weird, but I kind of wanted to... Oh, God, that's going to sound so bad. I kind of wanted to feel the alcohol <laughs> again. Like, <laughs> it's, it's different when you drink it like on the rocks or pure. Uh, you just taste the alcohol more. And I love the taste of vodka, so... For me, it, it's a little bit of, you know, changing things up now and then, but still feeding the old alcoholism. Yeah, it gives uh, you that hit that you need, and then you pretend yeah. like like you didn't need it the whole time when you said <laughs> the juice. Um, but yeah, uh, since we've been uh, talking about uh, getting the shot for COVID, so um, 
I told you last week, I got mine on Friday last week. Yeah. And, well, at the point this episode is released, I will actually be considered vaccinated efficiently. So so that's like two weeks after vaccination. Um, And I, up until I, I would say two days ago, so almost a week after I got the shot, I just felt like, I'm not shitting you, I felt like slightly depressed. It's it was so weird. Like the first couple mm-hmm. of days, I was slightly feverish and and like a little bit after shakes and, and you know all that. And it wasn't too bad physically. Mentally, it started fucking me up like three days after a shot or something. And I, I don't know what they put in there, like a, like some some adjuvant dose of existential dread or whatever, <laughs> but. It was actually horrible. Like the the few days. Was it just the depression of you, like being being sad that the pandemic was almost over? No, it looking was more back like... with fond nostalgia. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, fuck! I never contracted COVID. I'm not. I'm not. You know, one of those cool people. Um, no, it, it was. It was. It wasn't related like to anything actual, like mentally happening. I think it was mostly just my brain felt like foggy and I was dizzy uh, quite a lot of the day, which kind of sucked because Monday through Wednesday were the only days for the past and coming weeks that we had some resemblance of spring slash early summer. It was quite warm, it was sunny and stuff, so naturally I took my motorcycle and first I only took it, you know, for the for the way to work, which is like five, six kilometers one way, so uh, I, I could do that, but on Wednesday I felt a little better again, so I thought, okay, look, this day is going to be the last day for a while where there's no rain, so... Let's ride a little further. And I took a route that I'm used to, um, which is like, I, I would say like 20 kilometers maybe, just on my way back from work, uh, just to get a little bit of riding in. And after like, I don't know, like 10 minutes, I was feeling dizzy as shit. And that's oh not God. good when you're on a motorcycle. No. And... It was just this kind of dizziness that I was experiencing the days before sometimes, but never on a motorcycle. Because usually, even though I'm, you know, not riding that fast, there's still a bunch of adrenaline going on. Yeah, your senses are heightened. Yeah, so so I figured that's the reason why I didn't feel it there. And yeah, in hindsight, I definitely should have taken a car where I only heard other people. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, that kind of sucked, but that's that's been gone since yeah oh, since dear. yesterday definitely. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know um, uh, I don't know much about the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. We don't I don't think we have that option here, so I'd, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not familiar with it. But uh, yeah, it might just be yeah yeah. It has the same like uh, thrombosis problem that like AstraZeneca has and stuff. But oh good. Uh, yeah, but yeah, as the doctor told me, you have to be really unlucky too you know get a thrombosis from that and well I luckily if you're like yeah if you're like on birth control or a smoker then just yeah, don't yeah, yeah. take it <laughs> otherwise yeah. yeah 
I mean, luckily, I only just died on my motorcycle and not from thrombosis, so yay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, that's fine. Great. That's, just, that's just nature taking its course. <laughs> right. Um, there's So, for everyone out there who's not familiar, because that's something that, that's dear to my heart and I want to talk about it, and even though there's been no transition whatsoever just now, I don't fucking care. Um, <laughs> Our next guest... <laughs> is Bo Burnham no uh, but he's the one I want to talk about um, have you seen his new special on Netflix inside um, how recent is it because I, I watched recent, one of recent, his recent like three recent, days ago recent. oh okay no I watched his his other most make recent make happy one. yeah that's the one yeah yeah. that's also the only one uh, that's on Netflix um, oh, okay. I think but that was good uh, the yeah. ending was like really sad, but also kind of like, yeah, it felt significant. And I and I know that you appreciate his genius <laughs> as much as I do, uh, because he's one of those rare cases, right? Who's actually like he's good at everything he does. Like he's an like a brilliant singer, a uh, brilliant lyricist. Um, He's actually funny. He's mm-hmm. profoundly sad at the same time. And uh, it's he's brilliant. And the new special, um, it's he shot it uh, throughout the past year. Um, from his... I don't think it's his actual home. I think it's uh, like his... Probably like an apartment that he like leased or bought uh, as a lot of like artists do just to yeah, do their art there yeah and so no one triangulates his location <laughs> yeah and he like uh filmed everything in there um recorded everything in there i'm actually not quite sure because the songs are very produced so mm. i would think that probably uh you know he recorded something like probably him and a piano or a guitar whatever uh and then send it in for production i i would guess but who knows maybe he's done it all by himself i don't know but it's it's um, a lot easier nowadays to do that but even then yeah. like once you record it getting a song mixed and mastered is like a yeah. hundred bucks a track or something can mm-hmm. be yeah, also, I mean, he's got that Netflix money now. Like, he probably oh, yeah. has a whole dedicated team uh, sent by Netflix to help him with, with that stuff. But mm-hmm. um, I'm... So, at least that's the way that he pro- portrays it in the special, and that's also the way he talks about it, is that he was actually alone for a year in that uh, house. And... Um, I don't want to spoil too much. The songs are awesome, um, funny, sad. He's actually one of those. He's now that I think of it, I think the only entertainer that when I watch his stuff, he evokes such a strong emotion, which is mm-hmm. like simultaneously wanting to cry and laugh, and that's just that's that's amazing. I, I I'm not sure how he does it. Probably because he's honest i guess um yeah i like we all know comedian like the kind of people who go into comedy are usually people who aren't happy themselves like robin yeah. williams is a great example yeah, of that Jim Carrey. 
Yeah. 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 And so, but they hide all, they hide behind, mm-hmm. you know, a persona or something, but I guess Bo Burnham kind of leans into it and kind of leaves that at the surface and, and isn't, is like honest about it. But at the same yeah. time says, I'm still funny. There's like this one scene, which, uh, just left me with some like, uh, guttural feeling of, I don't know, like hopelessness, maybe. I'm not sure. It's like, it was him basically just talking to, so he was in this house and he plays a lot with lighting and with, um, like he has a beamer projecting like, um, backgrounds and stuff, not just like behind him, but also on him. And Mm -hmm. He was basically recording it the way that uh, he would perform on stage. And he had his microphone and he was doing the whole, like, how comedians move on stage, like, uh, holding the mic. And he was like, "Um, so I haven't been performing for the last five years because I started having panic attacks on stage, which is a bad place to have panic attacks at. (laughs) And then you hear, like, canned laughter, you know? Um, and you have this like canned, uh, pre-recorded laughter, uh, throughout this, throughout a couple of segments, but also this. And it was like, so in January, 2020, um, after five years of abstinence from, from a stage, I felt like maybe, maybe it's time again. Maybe it's time to perform again. So I really wanted to perform again. And then the funniest thing happened. <laughs> <laughs> and and then there's a bunch of pre-recorded laughter. And he uses that very, very sarcastically. And the way that he said that, which is him overcoming this mental hardship that he was facing uh, for the past five years and him having made those mental improvements only to realize that literally nature is doing everything it can to hinder him from performing again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was so intense. And there's a bunch of stuff in there which is uh, kind of like that, where you're, you're so sucked into his emotional space uh mm-hmm. it's it's amazing so you really really have to watch it my girlfriend did not know uh who bo burnham was before yesterday um i saw that the new special was on and uh i showed her and uh she was also just just fascinated fascinated by the way he performs the way he uh is also just an awesome musician but yeah, I think I should stop sucking his cock. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's just uh, he's one of the like him and John Mayer, are, like the two people that I like oh, f- boy. fanboy about hard. <laughs> um, I I don't care. Um, it's a thing that bothers me about John Mayer. Well, no, it was fascinating for hearing him on Harmontown, and his his music is great i actually don't i'm not super familiar with his like Mm. body of work but he's an incredible guitar player and almost none of that skill is actually demonstrated on any of his studio albums 
well, you have to either yeah. watch like videos of him at guitar uh, conventions or like no, you don't. You him just on have, Instagram. You, you just have to listen to his live album. That's like everything. Yeah, the you live need to album. Do. Yeah, yeah. Like John the, Mayer Trio is really good. Yeah. So the Where the Light Is is like. Uh, so his live album is like in two parts. First part is just him doing a lot of like the more you know pop songs. So mm-hmm. um, it's not. I I mean he doesn't play uh, Your Body Is a Wonderland, which I was profoundly grateful for. <laughs> uh, I mean that song is his. Nothing else matters. It's just uh, it, it's a song that's out there that yeah. you know gain him a lot of uh, popularity but uh, he also has a lot of a lot of pop songs that were really popular um, and successful uh, like free fallen for example um, uh, his version at least um, mm-hmm. and yeah like uh, wait a second I think daughters is also quite well known um, yeah but I mean, he, he starts his set with Neon, which is one of the most insane songs to play on guitar. Um, yeah, fuck that song. So, and then the second half is with the John Mayer Trio, and it's like all blues. And uh, he, I think he recorded that in like 2007 or something. Yeah. And he starts playing like the first song, which is like a slow blues. And he starts playing that, and he goes like, you know, it's great to see that it's 2007 whatever um yeah and there's like thousands of people in la freaking out uh because of a slow blues and <laughs> that just once i heard that line i was like okay you got me <laughs> that was yeah that was awesome he, uh, he does a hendrix song there too and it's really fucking good yeah yeah he's he's yeah he's he's a genius definitely and uh i think he uh, oh, you mean I don't need no doctor, right? No, I don't remember what it is. No, um, yeah, yeah, ah, it's awesome. Well, we'll just we'll just break the fourth wall of our podcast here, and I'll type something. <laughs> uh, it's like it? it's like fuck. There's like, uh, who do you think I was? Come when I call. Good love is on the way. Out of my mind. Boldest, boldest love. Is Bold that? is love, yeah. Bold is love, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's that's it. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think it's funny how someone can be that successful without being recognized for what he is actually best at, which is playing the blues. And yeah, and yeah. It's it's crazy because I mean, obviously, the crowd is like eighty percent fangirls, and, and then there's like <laughs> people like me who are like, whenever he plays like one of his pop songs, I'm like, meh. And then he goes into like a like a sixty four bar solo, and I go, like, oh, "Fuck! Look at his fingers." <laughs> yeah, he um he was hanging out with uh Tosin Abasi, who's a guitar mm-hmm, player mm-hmm. for Animals as Leaders, and he just yeah. like picked up his eight string guitar and just started playing like jazz on it. And, <laughs> and Tosin's like, That's "What awesome. the fuck is going on?" <laughs> <laughs> and, and I mean, that comes from someone who's basically invented an old style, like an own style of playing guitar. He legitimately has invented a whole new style of playing. Yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, he's still, I mean, he's still very young. He still lacks some consistency, especially life. Um, mm. But I mean, you can't blame him. It's like talking about, you know, like the top tier 
like for example sportsmen who in whatever sport like they will fuck up eventually uh in in a very important game for example and that's just like with guitar yeah. players if if they're yeah. the best even they will fuck up at, at some point so yeah it's just too many external factors when you're on stage and yeah yeah it just happens yeah yeah i'm actually excited because we have our first gig um uh this year end of july um, that's exciting for a couple of reasons yeah exactly especially you know with the circumstances and stuff yeah i know that's a good sign <laughs> yeah yeah definitely so uh right now germany allows up to 250 people no way that many are gonna come but um <laughs> i mean there's there's like we are literally the first band playing like it's a it's a mini festival oh, um, nice and we have like quite a shitty spot which is like at three in the afternoon 9am <laughs> oh fuck yeah it it might as well just be 9am i think the difference wouldn't be that big and uh <laughs> our drummer was like yeah i'm really looking forward to playing for you know the, the grandparents who are looking after the children of the organizers <laughs> 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 oh god <laughs> but anyways i i mean uh, at least we're allowed to play live again and, and that's just awesome yeah so, that's amazing we're looking forward so to now that. that we're both now that we both got uh shots like it's yeah. that one, one step closer to being being able to uh host a podcast in person together that's yeah so let's talk about that dude like <laughs> i mean that's that's gotta happen i mean uh I don't care, like, if, if you come to Germany or if uh, we make it to Canada first, which I doubt, to be honest, uh, because you're actually mm. two working people and we're half a working person <laughs> and <laughs> a not working, studying person. So it's... Uh -huh. uh, that's my way of saying uh, you pay for everything once you get here. <laughs> um, <laughs> mm. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. And we have to do an episode when you're here, which is the most likely scenario. And uh, it's going to be weird. It's going to, because like the opposite of what normal podcasts do, right? Like they've been on a, like a personal hiatus for the last one and a half years. Mm -hmm. And here we are. We're like, now's the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, like most podcast people just show up with like a briefcase with a mic in it and they just like set it up and they sit across from a coffee table and talk to each other. Yeah. Joe yeah. Rogan style, except without filming it. The video you sent me or was it a meme with like <laughs> Joe Rogan is basically like an educated caveman? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man with glasses has told me otherwise. What you say, man with bigger glasses? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Yeah, yeah. He re he really got a shitstorm against him now, right? For like, well, he was so f he was like so normal and a great interviewer for so long, and then like, I guess such, you know, some so at some point after a thousand episodes, you're just <laughs> like. You know, you just get into the weeds a little too much and you <laughs> just start looking for answers. Do you think that actually, like, 
I mean, he loves talking about the like DMT stuff and so on, right? Like the hallucinogenics. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, do you yeah. think that really fucked him up? I mean, I don't know anything about it chemically, but it seems to me that taking that sort of thing, especially over a long term, even if you're not taking large doses, like mm. things like that, which like are powerful enough to affect you in some way, mm. like almost necessitate some amount of accumulated damage yeah it's over time it just looks like a little bit of a loss of grip of reality right well i mean steve jobs always said that he recommended everyone do acid once and it and it like changes your perspective on everything i don't know if i don't know if everyone needs to do that some people have already got a good enough perspective uh a broad enough perspective let's say i i really don't know i i i almost want to say that it's just like a selfish hobby and you can attribute it to whatever you want, whether it be like some like mind expanding uh, drug that like enhances your view of the universe and perception of reality, or if it's just something that you enjoy and you want to justify mm-hmm. it somehow, um, especially when you have so many eyes on you that you're just like, oh, no, no, it's it's uh, it, it makes me smart. You ever done any <laughs> hallucinogenics? Um, no. I mean, if absinthe counts, yeah, but yeah. no. I would haven't. you? I'm a little scared. Uh, circumstantially, it, it would need to be with the right people in the right time. Like, mm. I even, I, I've never done anything really, but I was like, a, apart you know from, what? I would, from weed, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've done the alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> But I was like, I would try cocaine under the right circumstances. Um, I, I remember you, you telling me that. That's that's so weird. I, yeah, I, see, I, you yeah. you showed me that video from that like Dutch YouTube channel where they tried yeah, right. dr- like street drugs yeah. under controlled conditions and it was monitored and they had like a heartbeat and then they like interviewed them and, and like yeah. gave their feedback and it and it really so maybe that's like I don't know if that's just a respect um, representative of the kind of like childhood I was brought up in where uh, in North America, especially the mindset is to like make everyone fear drugs, mm. like deathly afraid of them kind of thing. Um, and so just all of the, the, the whole concept of it just, just like petrified me. Mm. And so just seeing people my age doing them under controlled like conditions and you're just like oh it's really it's really not that bad hmm. objectively it's in in these conditions it's it's not i mean there's other factors involved when you're at like a party and and you know things get out of control and things happen but hmm. like objectively the drug itself is is not as scary as it's made out to be as i grew up so like given the circumstances i would i mean cocaine is one thing because i've been told that once you try it you can't not you can never forget about that experience and it just is awesome yeah um i don't know i'm i would be mushrooms i have some friends who go uh camping regularly Mm -hmm. in the summer every year and they do like they bring a bunch of mushrooms and they just you know 
F- space fuck out. It, fucking hell, camping alone just freaks me out. <laughs> like we've Wait, been, we, we've been camping once last year, uh, and like by a river, and we were in a tent, and mm-hmm. it was middle of summer. And let me just say the <laughs> ambience noise <laughs> was petrifying <laughs> it was like you heard like i don't know foxes fucking and and like <laughs> mountain lions <laughs> well cats for sure <laughs> uh just domestic house cats they're just prowling and, around the tenure <laughs> and, and it was so strange and then there was this we're still not sure if it was a mole or uh like a mouse or a rat or something but something got like below our tent um mm-hmm. and it it uh wiggled and moved right beneath <laughs> my pillow and i just freaked oh. me the fuck out and it and it started just like just like wee, wee, wee. and then i just, just <laughs> i i started hitting it and my girlfriend was like fast asleep <laughs> and she just she just got up like oh what's happening i'm like there's something below my pillow You're and just punching the ground i kept hitting it and my girlfriend uh, also like the, the awesome woman she has just started hitting it with me <laughs> and uh we just heard it like squealing and just running away uh and yeah so i don't need any mushrooms for, for camping to to trip me holy out holy fuck yeah uh, you so, see you would love camping in Canada is very different. It depends where you are, but you know, like in Ontario, we've got um, a huge provincial park called uh, Algonquin, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's the kind of place where once you go in, um, you need to like report. You, I don't really know very much about it. my brother goes sometimes, but mm. basically, there's no roads or very few roads. There's um. Very few like dedicated campsites. Mm-hmm. There are dedicated camping sites like you. That's that's a thing. But you can just go hop into a canoe and portage up into the wilderness, and people die there sometimes because they Ugh. are idiots and they don't know how to survive. But there's like you know bears, black bears, grizzly bears, mountain lions, hmm. cougars, fuck moose. Why um, would you do that? That seems like it's fun. We we have houses for a reason. <laughs> I th- people need to uh, appreciate their houses by putting putting themselves in potential danger. Oh fuck's sake! It's like, really turn, not tur- that. Like just turn off the warm water for a weekend, <laughs> and people will be appreciative again. <laughs> it's really not that bad. I mean, you see, I, I was saying like I grew up being aware of these things because where I grew up in Canada, we had like mountain lions and cougars and black yeah. bears frequently shit um and you just, just something you grow up in it's like just like in florida um they teach kids how to outrun alligators where you do like a zigzag because <laughs> they can't turn turn corners that fast did you um, know that there's a brazilian breed of otters who's like as big as humans and they can kill alligators no yeah i just wanted to put that out there that <laughs> that fact really just fucked me up when i heard that last week <laughs> But yeah, sorry. Continue. So, have you have you ever encountered any wildlife of like the the bigger 
Yeah, sure. For, um, variety. There was like this punk ass black bear that always hung around my neighborhood <laughs> and, and it would just like sit on the road. And sometimes you had to wait for it to move to keep driving your car. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> Fuck. like, I don't know. We just, it's maybe it's normalized because I grew up there and it's yeah. just something that you're taught how to be aware of. Yeah. And like normally, normally they're not going to cause any trouble. Bears are different because bears will want food. So um, when you have food and garbage and stuff like that and you're camping, you need mm. to uh, tie it in a bag in a tree branch like 20 feet up. Mm-hmm. That's just that's just standard protocol for camping in the wilderness with a yeah. like in bear country. But otherwise, it's really not an issue. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. But as I was saying, I I definitely do not need mushrooms when going camping. Um, <laughs> I, I also don't think I need them at home. Let me just briefly outline a dream that I had a couple of weeks ago. Um, right. So. I had trouble falling asleep. I uh, eventually managed to. And uh, I dreamt that I was waking up. And mm-hmm. my my face uh, was... was at, so, how should I describe it? My face and my hand that was near my face uh, touched something wet. Uh, like on my pillow and I have nosebleeds from time to time um, and also they sometimes happen uh, while I sleep but it felt like not just you know a little bit of like nosebleed it felt like my whole pillow was soaked and mm. everything was just like a lake of unidentifiable liquid <laughs> and I kind of like, I freaked and I still like in the dream, I sat like I like I uh, jumped up basically sitting on the edge of the bed and I was looking at my hands like in a little bit of light that's in the bedroom and I saw there was blood like my whole hands and everything was full of blood uh-huh. and in the dream, um. I shouted at my girlfriend, um, turn on the light, turn on the light, something's wrong. And she did. And that's when I woke up, sitting on the edge of my bed, looking at my (laughs) hands, freaking out why all of a sudden the blood's gone. (laughs) So that means that I sat up in real life and I sat there in real life looking at my hands and in real life, shouted at my girlfriend to turn on the light, <laughs> convinced that my hands were full of blood. Like, you know, that's the shit I'm living with on a day-to-day <laughs> basis. I don't need no cocaine, man. <laughs> Fuck that. Uh, Jesus. Uh, you, so you, do you have any, like, history of sleepwalking or anything? Uh, anything yeah, like so that? when I was, like, seven, I peed in a, like, in our storage closet nice <laughs> that's actually kind of fucked but uh it's, it's it's such a pity that my parents probably aren't listening anymore because after like episode two and a half they were like oh, okay well he's just gonna do it anyways um 
So <laughs> when I, I think I must have been like seven, eight, maybe, maybe nine, but yeah. So I woke up uh, in my room and I don't remember anything of that. It, that's just all like my parents telling me still every time we meet. Um, apparently, like my parents were just about to get ready for bed. And yeah. I was, so my room was uh, in like uh, on the first floor. And we had a bathroom right next to my room, which was like the big bathroom. And then uh, on the ground floor, we had a smaller like guest bathroom. And I got out of my room, saw my dad, was like, hi, dad, sleep well, walk down the stairs. And my dad was like, well, he's probably just going to use the bathroom downstairs for whatever reason. <laughs> what he didn't know is that while I was sleepwalking, I have no recollection of that. Um, although I did something very similar in my early 20s, but that's past the point. Um, <laughs> I did not, as he suspected, go to the guest bathroom, but instead went to the room next to it, which was a storage closet. <laughs> and uh, I peed in a box of like bottled water oh okay <laughs> and then i got back to bed and slept <clears throat> like the little angel i was <laughs> and the next day my dad wanted to grab a fresh bottle of water <laughs> <laughs> and uh he was met with a tiny uh lake of of his son's pee <laughs> so yeah that happened and um that was something that i guess was quite concerning <laughs> to, to my parents they start strapping you down to the bed after that <laughs> not that i know <laughs> oh god i was i mean it was bottled water and not a box of board games or something and you have like, oh like, shit yeah you're having like a dinner party and you're like all right who wants to play monopoly <laughs> you go to the closet and you're like oh boy oh <laughs> <laughs> oh shit i guess it's a round of yahtzee for us again yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't know, man. It's it's weird. It's it's weird. Did you ever sleepwalk? No, not that I know of. But apparently, I used to have. Um, I don't know if I would call it sleepwalking, but I used to have like panic attacks, panic mm -hmm. dreams in the middle of the night. So mm -hmm. I had two recurring dreams. One yeah. of them, I was um, hanging off the back of a train, like on the end car when they used to have a caboose, mm -hmm. and. Uh, I my I had a job. My job was to count the wooden railroad ties under the rails as we kept going, uh -huh. um, and the train kept speeding up, speeding yeah. up and speeding up. So I'm counting, 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 and then eventually I would lose track of, I I would lose count because it was going too fast. Yeah. And then I would wake up and I would wake up in this panic, and I would pace the house for like an hour. Mm -hmm. Um, and Shit. then, uh, and then another dream I had, you know, the, you know, that like yellow 
sponge, not like the bright yellow kitchen sponge, but like kind of like the darker. Yeah, like the, the one grungy. that you would uh, use at school to like wipe the blackboard. Yeah, yeah, or like you would use it for painting, or or mm-hmm. or like sometimes like hippies have it in their shower for some reason. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I've never been to a hippie shower, but I mean, take it by your uh, word, man. <laughs> you and I had different childhoods. Um, <clears throat> so, so I I dreamt that I was in a cave, yeah. and the cave walls looked like this this color of sponge, mm-hmm. um, and they were very like pointy, and there was like small little jagged pieces all over the wall, but mm-hmm. it looked like it was made of sponge, but when you touched it. It was extremely sharp and it like cut you. Oh the fuck! Um, and so that was that was usually a shorter dream, but I would just be walking around. So like around a like a this... coral reef wall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a good that's a good example uh, description. And I would basically just like eventually get curious and touch the wall, and it mm-hmm. would like stab me, and then I would wake up and fucking similar hell. thing. I would like heart was racing, but apparently that used to happen all the time, but. I like I'll, I remember waking up and pacing the house sometimes, but no one was up. It was just me. But uh, apparently this used to happen and I would like run to my parents' room and they would comfort me. Yeah. Um, and then I would go back to sleep and I didn't remember any of that. And like I would wake up the next morning and be like, they'd be like, Jason, how are, how, how are you feeling this morning? I'd be like, oh, I slept great. I feel good. Mm-hmm. And they're like, really? <laughs> <laughs> Um, apparently that used to happen a lot. I mean, that was after my mom and dad split up. Yeah. And like, I'm, I moved 12 times in my life. Yeah. And, uh, I was just, I guess, I guess probably a byproduct of that. I think so because I have similar like stories like that. Uh, also because of my, my parents splitting up at a very young age and like all the stuff that's like connected to it. Um, but did you ever I, i'm curious because i had this recurring dream i actually i don't have that anymore now my recurring dream is i'm not even kidding it's like me just dying of random stuff like sometimes i get stabbed sometimes i just get a like terminal diagnosis and kind of speed run to dying wow. um <laughs> it's 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 kind of it's, it's kind of strange but i die in my dreams all the time so Mm. you know whatever but back when i was a kid i had this recurring dream of uh me wanting to so i've always been quite afraid of the dark um it got better with age but uh because i you know at, at a certain point uh you basically just get to the point where you you learn to hate life to the point where you just want to get revenge on existence itself. So, um, yeah, you, yeah. you're not afraid of the dark anymore because you're like, yeah, it's dark. Like there's nothing in there that can be worse than the pain that I endure every <laughs> single day. Ooh. So, uh, but back then as a kid, I was like really, really, really afraid of the dark. Yeah, and so was I. So I would have a dream where 
I would be feeling like someone's watching me from the dark. And I would know that, oh, fuck, I'm actually getting goosebumps right now because I'm just recalling <laughs> that. Fuck. So <clears throat> I would know that there's something in the shadows in my room. And I would try to run from it and get to my mom's uh, bedroom as quickly as possible. Um, and once I got to her, her bedroom, I would try to switch on light. Uh, which, by the way, let that sink in. A six-year-old stream has a better logic when it comes to defying something in the darkness than any horror movie out there. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Just saying. Um, so I would get there, and I would try to switch on a light, and it wouldn't work. And I could not, mm. for, for the life of me, switch on that light. It just wouldn't, wouldn't work. And then a lot of times, even like my mom turned into this monster or there was some monster like from the dark just grabbing me or whatever and then I would wake up usually. Um, the worst part is that I also have a lot of, not anymore, but I had a lot of like sleep paralysis. Mm -hmm. And that in combination with those dreams... Oh, that freaks me out. That was just the worst. And I still have it from time to time where I'm like... For everyone who's never experienced sleep paralysis, it's basically, originally, it's like a protective mechanism of your body to, like, you know, not make you move when you dream something, because otherwise you would do it the same way your dog does when it's dreaming that it's chasing a rabbit again and just, you would mm -hmm. start moving wildly. Um, yeah. But sometimes, uh, and as as far as I'm aware, maybe someone can enlighten us at Friends Apart Pod on Twitter. Um, I, I, I'm still not aware of any evidence why that is, like why some people get stuck in that state of half awake, half still like paralyzed. Um, but for me, a lot of times I would wake up, I think, I would look around and I'm like, okay, I'm awake. Let's get up. Fuck, I can't. Yeah. I'm completely paralyzed. And in that moment, you realize you're in a dream. You're like, okay, it's not real. It's my, it's my brain projecting what it knows is supposed to be around me. Um, and then I consciously go through all the moves that I've read online that you should do when you're stuck in sleep paralysis to get out of it. Try to wiggle a toe. Uh, try to, you know, breathe consciously, all that stuff, and it wouldn't really work. And mm -hmm. in reality, probably it's like seconds or fractions of a second that I'm actually stuck in that, but it feels like forever. And I think why this terrifies me so much is that because there's been talks in the past and I've actually thought about it before I even read about it. Uh, probably because I've seen it in some movie or whatever, is the concept of uh, making prisoners feel like they've spent a thousand years of sentence, uh, but in actuality, they've only spent like a month or something. Mm -hmm. And that's technology that's being researched, and that's something that probably was in some hacky movie or whatever, um, and I've picked it up. But that concept terrifies me so much and that's what it feels like when you're in sleep paralysis you feel like you've <clears> been <throat> here forever you're you, you're lying there mm -hmm. forever and you just can't move 
and holy fuck all that talk just i'm out of vodka i think there's a <laughs> i think there's a movie it was a movie or something or a i want to say a book that was um there was like some modern torture method that was like mm-hmm. uh they uh, trying to get them to talk and uh and so when when they were they refused to talk they like mentally like put them in a mental prison and then like a thousand years went by isn't in their isn't, head isn't that kind of what happened in, in in inception i mean in inception uh, like the deepest layer you know there was this whole concept of like time shift so like one second was like a year or whatever in in mm-hmm. real time uh and the other way around i'm not sure anymore but like they picked up on this concept a little bit on in inception as well yeah i remember this was a little different it was like they they had oh fuck it must have been a movie that i watched a long time yeah. ago because i noped i noped the fuck out of this because it scares me too yeah where <clears throat> it was like a helmet they put on and it just like knocks you unconscious and mentally you spend a thousand years like in a box or something isn't that fucking and then blade runner no, this was more recent. It was like a B movie or ah, something. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. But, and then, yeah. so then, when you come to, you have all the memories of being in a box for a thousand years, yeah. literally. But in reality, that you're in, it's actually only been like thirty seconds or something. So yeah. So uh. so it's like, um, but like that's fucked up. It's to it's, me. It's so interesting because, um. I think I'm not just speaking for myself when I say that the deepest fears usually aren't rooted in something physical. Like, yeah, you're probably afraid of spiders. I mean, I don't love them. I wouldn't want, you know, a spider running across my face. Um, But, you know, physical fears are something that I think the older you get, the more you're able to cope with them. Because... You've had a lot of experience with stuff that, you know, scares you physically. <clears throat> You're like, okay, well, I survived it, so so what? Um, but those, like, intricate psychological fears, they are, are a lot different. And I think being afraid of, you know, having to spend an eternity, basically... Uh, like by yourself or something like on a small scale people have been experiencing that for the past year some mm-hmm. people at least that were really not able to leave their house because they have some underlying conditions or whatever so they knew like the second they come into contact with this virus they are gonna die um, yeah and knowing that some people had to experience something similar to that in real life holy shit and that technology that you were talking about with like this helmet or whatever uh leading to someone feeling like they've spent a thousand years in a box i've just recently read an article on this on on like posted on reddit again like there's research being done on that i mean obviously they they wouldn't want to like have people spend a thousand years in there but Mm -hmm. like you know, a five-year sentence just, you know, managed in five days. 
would definitely, you know, ease it up a little on the prison system, especially in the U.S. Um, mm-hmm. But and you'd actually get to come out. Yeah, but fuck, just just think about it. I mean, that's ugh, that's horrible. Yeah, it's really scary. I mean, that's that's the ultimate thing to be afraid of is something that you don't understand and yeah. can't can't change or or like really do anything about can't mitigate it or something Mm. like that's that's the thing i think most people should be afraid of or are anyways i don't know Mm. yeah that's definitely true oh man yeah good on that uh, lighthearted note yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh man so uh yeah it it is actually a possibility that we might be doing uh, one episode in some months uh, together physically, which is exciting. Um, and yeah, let's see let's see uh, when this will happen. Yeah. But until then, you yeah. you just have to deal with us and uh, the latency that comes with Discord. Um, so. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If not, mm-hmm. uh, n- no one cares, man. Like, yeah, hate on, tweet us, hate Let on us, know. hate on us on r slash podcasts. Uh, tell everyone how shitty this podcast is. I don't care. Uh, but depreciation is appreciation. You know what I'm saying? So you know, <laughs> no, I, I hear it. I I I, I don't. <laughs> I have no idea what the fuck you're oh, talking you, about. You would, <laughs> that was a that was a very obscure reference for uh, for one person. <laughs> okay, well I I hope this one person's gonna get it. Uh, Jason pretending to have friends again. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. So no. uh, yeah, yeah. There's something you want to say? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I I, I better fucking hope so. God. No, I was gonna say uh, not one person I know, just anyone who watched uh, <laughs> this show on Family Channel in like the early two thousands will get that reference. Oh fuck! Okay, <clears throat> yeah, well, uh, good. So follow us on Twitter at Friends Apart Pod or shoot us a mail at Friends Apart Pod at Gmail dot com. If you want to get in touch, um, we will not accept dick pics anymore. Um, but I do accept Ethereum though. If you want to send it to my address, it's O X thirty F E B. That's Sorry. that's you're you're done with that bit. Okay, cool. Um, yep. yep. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, we do not accept dick pics anymore. We do accept Ethereum um, and pictures of uh, cat anuses. Recently, yeah. That's just a thing we're accepting now. Um, so, you guys, fuck off into the sunset. Uh, don't want to see you until next week. Uh, Jason, bye as always. It was really, really terrible talking to you. Uh, a pleasure. Uh, For me only. Yeah, most likely talk to you next <clears throat> week again. Okay, bye. Yep. Uh, bye. <laughs>